You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Post Game Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to a special episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. We weren't planning on recording a show today, but earlier this morning, the Bears officially announced the hire of now former Kansas City Chiefs offense coordinator Matt Nagy. The 39-year-old now becomes the 16th head coach in franchise history. I'm your host, Will DeWitt, joined by my Bears brothers, Brandon Hazlett and Nicholas Moriano. Guys, it's still early. We haven't even heard Nagy speak to the Chicago media yet, but I'm finding myself very excited about this hire. But what about you guys? How do you feel about it? I'm excited for it. It doesn't like move me a whole lot, I guess. Like I don't feel overly swayed one way or the other. I, I, I'd see how it works out. All right, Nick, how about you? You know, I am excited for this hire. It's a new, it's moving on from John Fox. So anybody that the bears could have hired, uh, it's a step in the right direction. Really? Yeah, that's a very fair point too. You know, anyone but John Fox. I mean, we don't want maybe, well, I didn't want a Josh McDaniels. I know a lot of people are on that train as well, but you know, Matt Nagy, I think he's going to be a very interesting uh, coach uh, as he gets here acclimated into Chicago, but we all had our list of potential hires that we are more fond of than the rest. And personally, I'm on board with this decision outside of the Trubisky trade. This was probably, or actually it is the most important decision that Ryan Pace has made as the general manager of our bears. Pace, he had a strong conviction with his quarterback and less year removed. I don't think anybody here in Chicago is complaining. And it appears that he's had another strong conviction here because he interviewed Nagy yesterday and he made the decision to hire him in less than 24 hours. And there's a lot of reports coming out that he never left Kansas City because he knew Nagy was his guy and he didn't want to leave without a deal made. You know, if, if he has that strong of a gut feeling for a guy who's had a handful of interviews for over the course of a week, and that's the one guy that he said, that's what I want leading my football team. I'm totally fine with putting my trust in Ryan Pace here. And Nick, I know you came out with your list of three candidates that you favored and Nagy, he didn't make the cut. So are you finding yourself maybe a little let down and do you perhaps disagree with the hire at all? Or I just want to know your thoughts here. You know, see, Nagy was my number four guy. I didn't even, I made a top three list. I had Shermer, Filippo, and Matt LaFleur, but Nagy's a great hire. He's, I mean, I know why the bears made it. Obviously you see what they did. The Kansas City chiefs this season on offense and with him as the offense corner, especially he took over week 13, and that offense really, you know, elevated its level of play. So I'm not mad with the hire. I like Matt Nagy. He just wasn't my top guy. But, I mean, that's just that's just my guy. But I'm not mad about it. I'm glad that the Bears had the conviction. Like you said, Will, Ryan Pace knew that this is the guy. He wasn't going to let Indianapolis possibly hire him. So he got him. And I love that from Ryan Pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and Nagy is a lot easier to say than what D Filippo or however you can say it. See, I don't even want to try, so I don't even have to. So this is very uh, fantastic news for me. But uh, what about you, B? Uh, do you agree with Ryan Pace's decision to here to go with Nagy? Oh, absolutely. For all the reasons you guys already said, when you interview as many candidates as you did, which wasn't a very long list, but it was enough that if you're going to go to Kansas City and you know that that's your guy, go ahead and take him. Why not? All right. And Brandon, you also were tasked earlier today. I asked you uh, in our group chat, hey, can you find some interesting nuggets on Nagy? Give us a little bit of a background. Uh, so do you want to go ahead and just kind of give us a rundown here? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we'll kind of go in chronological order here. He did play arena league football as a quarterback, as you're uh, may or may not have known in his career he threw for 18,866 yards and threw 374 touchdowns and 55 interceptions. That's almost a seven to one touchdown interception ratio. So it's kind of the wonder he's a, a quarterback whisperer, as some people like to say. Uh, but then after that, he was in real estate uh, about eight years ago, and he was uh, the offense coordinator for a high school in Pennsylvania at the time. So he literally climbed the whole ladder to get to the point where he's at now, which is something I really like about him. He's a hard worker. And fun fact, he was also the uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback for about 24 hours. Then the NFL disallowed his short-term contract to be uh, a quarterback because all four of their quarterbacks on the roster at the time were hurt. And the NFL thought they were just kind of stashing players away as coaches. So they disallowed his uh, contract after 24 hours uh, because they didn't want him playing in a week four preseason game for some reason. Uh, So then he goes to Kansas City with Andy Reid and, he started play calling him about week 13. And since that time, when he took over play calling duties, the chiefs averaged 27.3 points per game as the signal caller. Uh, that's a huge jump from the less than 20 that the bears had uh, throughout the whole entire year. So happy for that for a reason. Uh, and then lastly, he loves yingling on fact. So if you ever see him in a bar, get him some yingling. <laughs> there you go. You know exactly what kind of beer the coach likes. That's the kind of stuff that I like that you uh, found out there. It's real interesting. And if anyone is looking for maybe a little bit more in-depth stuff, there's an article on the actual Kansas City Chiefs website. Um, I don't have the link for you. Of course, I'm talking, but uh, it's called like the six conversations that like changed his life. And it's a really good read. It's a little bit long form and take about 10, 15 minutes to read it. But it just shows you what kind of person he is, uh, his story, how he got into the AFL. He didn't even want to do it. He was someone who really wanted to go to the NFL or bust. And his dad had to talk him into even trying out for the AFL and look, you know, what kind of direction it's kind of put his life into. But um, Nagy, uh, if someone who's new to the show doesn't know, I'm slightly superstitious. And and number 11 is my favorite and lucky number. And he wore number 11 in Delaware. He wore it all throughout his uh, career in the AFL. So for me, I mean, I can't get, I can definitely get on board with that. But Brandon, like you said, Nagy, he served for under uh, Andy Reid for about a decade. Everybody knows or should know that Reid has a very strong history of coaches that come out, you know, from his tree. Uh, some names include uh, Sean McDermott, John Harbaugh, Ron Rivera. And Reid, he also said that Nagy is the most qualified head, head coaching candidate that he's ever had. So to me, that's pretty comforting. But I want to know about you guys. Does that kind of calm the water, water so to speak, and create a, a comfort level uh, from the get-go? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, when someone like that, Andy Reid, says those high and great things about you when he's already coached Ron Rivera or he's had Ron Rivera, John Harbaugh, Leslie Frazier, there's a whole list goes on and on. And he says he's probably the best guy that I've worked with. That's a great company to be with and be at the top of. So that I that shows that Ryan Pace, look, he, he figured out he decided. Nagy was the guy that I want to go with. I think he can change the culture around Chicago and that list to be a part of is great and be the number one guy. That's awesome. It is. How about you B? Uh, I do agree with Nick's statement. Uh, if I was to be a coach, I would want to coach under Andy Reed. Cause I feel like he's one of those guys that would jump off a bridge to see his other guys, his other colleagues succeed. So I kind of think he's exaggerating a little bit with those statements. Uh, really wants to just support the fan base here in Chicago, I think, which I absolutely appreciate Andy Reed. Thank you. Uh, but I did do a little bit of math this afternoon, uh, with this coaching tree, what the records are. I didn't quite go through all of them, uh, but I got up to, uh, the combined coaches of Ron Rivera, John Harbaugh, Leslie Frazier, Steve Spagnola, Chad, Brad Childress, Pat Shermer, and Doug Peterson all have a combined record of 249 and 233. I actually excluded Pat Shermer because he coached in Cleveland. He kind of gets a <laughs> pass for me That's on fair. that one. But 
when his coaching tree has a combined record of over 500, that definitely history is showing me that there's there should be some comfort level with this hire. Awesome. So just like every decision, this one brings both positives and negatives to the table. Let's begin and take a look at the positives. And I want to know what excites you the most about this hire and Matt Nagy. And I want to start by mentioning that it's been highly reported that he was super high on our quarterback, Trubisky, last season and wanted him in Kansas City. And obviously, we know that uh, getting the guy to develop last year's second overall pick has been Brian Pace's priority. And as it should be, Nagy has gotten a lot out of uh, his Alex Smith, who had a career year. And we saw Pat Mahomes in a season finale that looked as if he was very well on the developmental trail. And thinking about what he can do with a talent like Trubisky kind of has me drooling like Homer Simpson thinking about a donut. So I want to know how excited you guys are and what in particular has you excited about the Nagy hire. Nick, I want you to go ahead and begin. Offense. You got to think that Nagy's coming to Chicago. He's going to bring that system and his own little twists in there from his own experiences just being under Reed in Philadelphia and also Kansas City Chiefs. But that's the big thing. We brought Nagy here because we think he's the best guy to develop Trubisky and get this offense to be relevant. I mean, how many years now has this offense just been it really non-existent? So that's the biggest thing. And you're also bringing him in because he works well with his players. I read an article today from SB or from SB Nation and just saying how just Nagy relates to his players. And Alex Smith was quoted in, in the article several times that he just relates with them. He knows he's only he's 39 years old. He's on the younger side for a head coaching for a head coaching candidate or a head coaching job now. So he relates with his players very well. He loves the game. And also, this is also not not so much for the football side, but for the media guys, he loves to interact with the media. He actually answers the smile. I know the guys, the reporters are going to love that there. And also, we, when we listen to these head coaching, these these press conferences, we'll actually listen. We, how many times has John Fox went to the press conference and just, you just want to turn it off automatically. But he's going to bring mm-hmm. offense. That's the biggest thing. How about you, B? Yeah, offense was the big thing. Just how many similarities. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about, how how similar that this team could be molded into what he had in Kansas City. Because you talked about Trubisky and Alex Smith a little bit. I mean, Alex Smith's a solid quarterback, but Trubisky has a much higher ceiling than that. And Alex, or Alex, Nagy is going to be able to uh, bring the most out of him in that way, I think. Tariq Cohen, I think he's similar to Tariq Hill and Kareem Hunt a little bit. Both small, quick, explosive playmakers. Uh, Jordan Howard, he finished the year with 1,122 rushing yards. Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing with 1,327 yards. I mean, both their offensive lines are similar as well. They both allowed Alex Smith and Mitch Trubisky about 2.7 seconds to throw in the pocket. And then Adam Shaheen, a uh, guy with another high ceiling, very could be very similar to Travis Kelsey in a way. So I think the similarities between this young group of guys on offense and what Nagy can bring and the possible longevity has me really excited for what the future is going to be here in Chicago, especially for the offense. Yeah, and you know, just picking up on this offense, you know, even though that he has limited play calling experience, you can see that he is someone uh, that we've been asking for all season long here in Chicago. How many times did we say Dow Loggins create some sch- uh, scheme, create some plays that get your guys mismatches? Never happened. Well, Nagy is the guy who can do that. He knows how to create mismatches. He knows how to maneuver those favorable matchups, create those big plays, and he also has a, an aggressive mentality. He isn't going to be that John Fox uh, punting on a fourth and inches inside on your right side of the fifty. He's not going to do. Uh, those very cowardly things that we've grown to see from these Bears, this Bears offense. I'm excited to have this offense come out there with an attitude instead of one that kind of comes out there a little meek. And I also want to notice that he has done a great job. I know he has a very limited uh, sample size here of play calling, but he's done a very good job at creating a balance. Against Oakland, his runs and passes are split 33 to 34. 
against the Chargers, 32-30. to Against the Dolphins, 34-39. And then the regular season finale against Denver is 29-31. to So the fact that he can, of course, stick to the running game, but also uh, find a way to get a game plan that kind of keeps the defenses on their toes a little bit with the even play calling, uh, not favoring the run over the pass or vice versa. That's something that I really like about Nagy. And on top of that, something you see a lot of Kansas City is that run-pass option. And like you guys said, we have similar players as uh, Kansas City offense. Uh, and I think the run-pass option with someone like Trubisky, who can also make plays with his feet, uh, either giving the ball to you know Howard or Cohen or whoever Trubisky will be having to throw to uh, next season in the passing game, it's just going to be really interesting to see how the Bears can kind of take that next step on offense. And I think Nagy's the guy to get the most out of his players. And too often last season, we saw this Bears offense being handcuffed and kind of handicapped a little bit by their coaching staff. And thankfully, I think that's going to be in our past. So, guys, let's flip it. On the contrary, you know, there are some probably some things that can be looked at as a negative uh, with this hire. Maybe we'll kind of play Brandon's favorite game here of devil's advocate and bring up some of our concerns with the hire. So I want to know what makes you guys the most weary. And Brandon, since this is your favorite game, I'm going to let you begin. Uh, The defense is what most makes me weary because it's not his specialty in defenses when champions championships still in my opinion so i think the bears are going to need to find or retain the high profile defense corner that they have because fangio's great uh i really think that fangio should stay for the continuity purposes uh because the longer you can stay together and gel together the better the team's going to be uh so i think really the defense is what has me worried the most how about you nick you know, obviously we're bringing him over for his offense away in Kansas City, and those players, they do have some similarities that what we have here in Chicago, but I guess the biggest thing I'm worried about is will it transition with our players? Yes, Tyreek Hill, we we think that could be a Tariq Cohen kind of thing there. Um, with We have Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Adam Sheen, that's a bit of a stretch. And then you have Trubisky, who I think, like you said, Brandon, has way more of a ceiling than Alex Smith had. So. I'm just wondering, is it going to transition well? Obviously, we we think we have the right players in place, which I, I do believe. It's just a whole new it's a whole new group of players now. And he's got to bring that here to Chicago. And the, the players are really gonna have to just buy into it and actually be able to run this offense like they did in Kansas City. There's some great players over there. So I know we have similar type, but will it transition? That's the biggest thing. I think it will, but that's just maybe something that we have to think about as fans is you know, will it actually transition? Yeah, exactly. And I actually saw that uh, Chris Morton said he already reported that Nagy will be taking over play calling duties for the Bears. That's already set in stone. That's something that he's already said that he's going to be doing here. And like I said, he's only had a very limited sample size in doing so. And the devil's advocate in me uh, wants to kind of play this game. And it says, you know, even though the numbers speak for themselves for those four games compared to what Andy Reid did, that could be the fact that Nagy's play calling went against Reid's tendencies. And finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Opposing defenses are kind of caught off guard, didn't have any tape on how to attack it, didn't understand Nagy's tendencies. So we need to see if he can, like, obviously adapt once teams have uh, tape on him, if he can adapt to defenses once they adjust to him. 
But something that does excite me within this concern is the fact that, did you know that uh, Nagy was the only guy that uh, Reed ever handed play calling duties to? I mean, that's trust. And for someone to Andy Reed, who's very particular uh, with his coaching staff, very particular to being the guy to call the plays, for Nagy to be the one guy that he allows to kind of take over just shows the kind of trust that Andy Reed had. So that, of course, excites me on top of that. And then another experience, which I mean, uh, concern is in terms of the lack of experience is maybe his ability to lead a team. We know he can get the most out of quarterbacks. Uh, that's been evident, but can he lead a team? Can he get together the right staff to get the most out of the roster? Can he motivate? Can he inspire? Can he connect? Can he lead this team? These are all questions that I have today, and hopefully we're going to get answered here uh, by the time training camp rolls around. Uh, there hasn't been much written or said about his leadership. Nick, you brought up the Alex Smith one. I didn't find it. I looked really hard to find uh, anything about Nagy's leadership, so I can't say if it's the strength or the weakness of his yet, um, but it's going to be an area that he needs to prove that he can excel at because you can be smart, but if you can't control a locker room, well, you know, look at Mark Tressman as a perfect example of what could happen uh, to a franchise. And I want to mention one more thing here in terms of the concerns, and that's going to be Saturday's uh, wild card game where the Chiefs offense was kind of very uh, meek, especially in the second half. There's been reports uh, about maybe Andy Reid took over the play calling duties in that game. I don't know what to believe, so I'm just going to kind of, you know, leave it as is. But I want to know if you guys are concerned by it or do you maybe chalk it up as a learning experience because I am going to just take it as a learning experience. I'm happy to have a coach that has playoff experience instead of one that does not. On top of that, but uh, what about you guys? Go ahead, Brandon. Um, <laughs> I was actually hoping you'd take that one first. I think I take it as a learning experience. I don't know necessarily um, that I let one game define how he's going to be as an offensive coordinator or head coach as a whole. I know it's a little concerning, um, but at the same time, it's a playoff game. It's a learning experience. That's something the Bears uh, need to have as a guy who's accidentally muted myself yes, you did. <laughs> um, but no the bears need a guy who's going to learn from his mistakes and if that was on his on his plate then he needs to own it and learn from it regardless of who is calling the plays in that second half or the entire game really it's it shouldn't have happened when you even though travis kelsey went out that you have more than enough weapons to be able to run an offense effectively especially in the second half so if it was naggy Shame on you because you have Kareem Hunt. You have a thousand yard receiver in Tyreek Kill. You have Alex Smith who threw for over 4,000 yards. It's, and I tweeted out, and a lot of fans, some were giving me some slack for it. I was concerned. I wasn't so much concerned. I was disappointed with it. But if it was him, if it was Reed, it doesn't really matter now. Not that shouldn't dictate whether or not a coach can coach. It's, it's a half of football. Yes, the playoff game. But it's not too concerning. If it was Nagy, I'm not that concerned, especially what he did over the course of the last, what, couple weeks, four weeks, five games, I think, actually, uh, week 13 when he took over with the Jets game. So not really too concerning. All right. So, of course, only time's going to tell and give us the true answer here. But, guys, it's been a long time, and I want to break out the crystal ball, and we probably need to dust it off Ooh. because it's been about over a year yeah. or so. Uh, so let's look ahead. What will uh, the immediate, immediate impact be for Matt Nagy on this team? Um, I think uh, Devontae Tidwell, one of our new writers, he put it well. It's going to modernize Chicago's offensive system. It'll be one that Trubisky should be able to excel. And in fact, you know, one of our other new writers, uh, Chris Bodwell, he is already uh, examining tape and it, coming out with an article here soon. Uh, he's going to explain in full how Trubisky is going to fit well into Nagy's system. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about that. But I want to know. Uh, what kind of impact you guys are anticipating? And uh, let's go with Nick first. So, like you said, modern offense, and then just a new 
a new start, a new beginning. This is a new head coach. He's going to bring his own philosophies in. The way he runs things, it's just a fresh start for the Chicago Bears. Get get away from the John Fox era. That's done and over with. But like you said, that modern offense, that RPO action, run pass option, that's going to be huge for the Bears because now so many times in games, the Bears just had one option and it usually failed. Now with that kind of system and implemented into an offense, you have multiple options to go, hey, maybe I'll throw it to this throw it to this receiver. I'll give it to my running back. I'll run the ball. Trubisky can run the ball himself. So that modern offense is going to be huge, but just a new beginning, a new, a fresh start for these players. Cause they've been in a losing culture, you know, six, six wins the first year, three, and then now five clean slate. They could start over new coach. And I think that's going to be really, really beneficial for them moving forward with their new head coach. Ryan Pace got extended. It's a new beginning for the bears right now. It is, you know, and there's still work to be done. We have to, you know, get some more players, either via uh, free agency or the draft to bolster this offense, uh, to bring in more talent. But he's going to be a guy who can implement more of an aggressive style, getting the most out of the guys that he has, able to put his guys in a position to succeed. Unlike Fox and Loggins, where at times, like I said, the offense, which is set up to fail. Brandon, I want to know, uh, how can that aggressive mentality uh, give this offense a boost? It's going to bring it to life, hopefully. I mean, mm-hmm. I said uh, earlier that the, the Chiefs averaged 27 and a third points per game when he was the play caller. That aggressiveness, that going forward on fourth and inches on your right side of the 50, like you were talking about, things like that. If they When the Bears convert on those, that's what builds plays. That's what builds the energy the team needs to continue to play well like they are. We've seen it with the defense. When they were able to create turnovers, the defense just played a whole lot better. And the same is going to have to be with the offense. When they can make plays, everyone's going to want to get on the action, and that's where the aggressiveness is going to help. Anything else that you uh, are envisioning in terms of an impact this season? I hope the defense doesn't take a dip. That is a very big worry for me. I have that as well. And I have a question for you guys about this. Do you guys think it's uh, in terms of the realm of possibility that Nagy can get this Bears offense to about 15th in the NFL this season? Ooh, I mean, I yeah, think if he not? brings the right players in, yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, that's that's a huge jump, though. We were, what, 30th? Probably 31? Hey, the, the Rams went from worst to first. I'm just asking for 15th. You know, I I, I would say that's possible, especially mm-hmm. if you, they're going to bring in a lot of players. There's going to be a revamped offense. Definitely going it, to... It's definitely possible. We've seen it happen. Yeah, and Brandon, you mentioned the defense, because if where I'm getting at here is if, he, if the defense can remain, if we can keep Fangio or bring in someone who can you know, keep this defense from not taking steps back, because they were a top 10 defense last year, and that's without a severe lack of, that's with a severe lack of pass right. rush in the second half of the season. So if Nagy can you know, keep that side of the ball intact, and on top of that, move this Bears offense to top 15, how many games were so close last year? Like six, right? right. And if the Bears would have had a 15th offense, and they would have won those six games. That's a whole, like, that's a, what, 11 and five record. That's an entirely yep. different type of season. And this is, uh, you know, Nagy's going to be the guy if he can get this offense in the right track and, of course, have that defense kind of maintaining where they're at. It's going to be the difference of uh, us sitting at home right now talking about a new head coach and having a team that's in the postseason talking about some playoff football. So, like Brandon, like you said, hopefully this defense doesn't take a step backwards because that's what happened under Mark Tressman when we went offense and then we just don't want to see a repeat performance. But, uh, I'm not giving Tressman credit here, but I think it's a different one. We have an up-and-coming defense on the rise where Tressman inherited a de- defense on the decline, and, of course, the whole Mel Tucker experiment didn't kind of pan out. But, again, I think that's very <laughs> important to note here. And, Nick, something else I want to mention, too. Uh, you tweeted out to Tariq Cohen and responded to you, so kudos to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of about Ty Hill, and Cohen responded uh, you know, about those big plays that Hill's able to make in Kansas City, that he is aspiring to do the same thing here in Chicago in regards to making those big plays. How do you kind of envision Nagy utilizing Cohen next season to get those big plays out of him? 
I think that Nagy is going to try to get Tariq Cohen the ball as much as possible, especially in space. That's what they do a lot with Tariq Hill. I mean, bubble screens, they'll put him in the backfield. Tariq Hill is actually a running back in college and then converted more so now to a wide receiver. So it's not that Tariq Cohen can't do it. He definitely can. He's that type of player. You put him out in space. He doesn't have the top end speed that Hill does. But I think Nagy is just going to try to give him the ball as many times as he can in a game, especially in that passing game where – you, it's one-on-one, and if he makes w- one right move, one route on a linebacker, he's gone. And I think that's where Nagy's going to utilize Cohen, where Dow Loggins never did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the hope, at least. Well, I mean, we'll get there. But I believe that uh, Nagy's the guy, like I said, to get the most out of his player and Tariq Cohen. He's one of them. There's just so much on-tap potential left with Cohen that I just, I mean, we only had one year of experience of it. There's just so much more that he can do and then grow into, especially in the right system. And I'm excited to see uh, kind of how that unfolds, but Guys, every decision, it speaks volumes, and this one is no exception. So let's go into the mind of Ryan Pace for a moment. I want to know, what was he thinking with this hire, and what does it mean for the Bears? As in, like, why Matt Nagy? Nick, I'm going to go to you first because Brandon looked deep in thought. I'm going to let him come and speak (laughs) us away in a minute. Yeah, it's weird because I actually thought about this question. I didn't even know you were going to ask this, but he thought Matt Nagy was the right guy because as soon as that interview was over with, and he stayed in Kansas City, reports are saying – he thought this was the guy that can change the Chicago Bears around. This is the guy that can elevate Mitch Trubisky in from year one to year two to be a great quarterback, hopefully, in this league. This is the guy that can do it. And there were reports, or I was listening to the radio coming home today, and a caller said that the Bears jumped the gun on Nagy. They, they did it so the Colts wouldn't get him, and they only did it so they can retain, retain Fangio, which is completely it's, – it's crazy to think that. No way did – Ryan Pace get a new head coach just to retain his defensive coordinator. He got him because he thought he was the right guy for the Chicago Bears and his job's on the line. So he didn't do it because of Vic Fangio. If Vic Fangio stays, that's great. And I hope he does. But he got him because he thinks he's the right guy who can make the Bears competitive in the NFC North to bring an offense here to change the culture around in Chicago because we are a wind-deprived city right now. And we love our football team. We need to see it come back to be relevant. So he thought he was the right guy to do it. All right. And Brandon, I gave you that minute. So, uh, you know, to sweep us away. You remember last year about draft time? Well, actually, it was draft time because uh, Ryan Pace took Mitch Trubisky and John Fox didn't even know about it. He was just surprised as the rest of us. <laughs> yep. I mean, I don't see that happening with Nagy. If he's going to take a guy that quick, something clicked in that interview room uh, where he knew, obviously, uh, that this is the guy because he brought him back to Chicago with him. Uh, but I think he was looking at more than just the short-term success. I think he's really looking at the longevity of this. I think Ryan Pace signed him and said, this is going to be our guy, and he's going to keep me here in Chicago for a long time. We're going to keep Nagy in Chicago for a long time. We're going to keep Trubisky in Chicago for a long time. Tariq Cohen, Leonard Floyd, Eddie Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. This is just a, a young group of guys in an organization right now that are really going to build together and mold together and become potentially something good or potentially something not. I mean, these guys are young and they're going to be able to figure this out uh, the longer that they're together. But I think Ryan Pace took a look at this and said, we could have some short-term success that in the long term is really going to benefit all of us. Yeah, I think when you gave me goosebumps saying that, so good job. I gave you that minute and it was well worth it because like you <laughs> said, all of these guys are so young and they have so much potential with one another that even if in the short term we get some 
you know, immediate gain, you know, return on investment here, a little ROI. I believe that just a long-term, you know, potential for these guys, pace building a roster, Nagy coaching them up, Trubisky being the quarterback. It's very exciting to think about what the future could be here in Chicago. And again, we've been burned in the past getting excited. So it's really hard uh, to me to go over the top with my enthusiasm here, because again, I mean, my, my feelings have been crushed time again, time in, time out. And I just, I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic with this hire and uh, the direction of the franchise as a whole. But like you said, last May uh, pace, he went all in. He put all his ships on the table with Trubisky and everyone was shocked by that. But pace brought Nagy in to develop his franchise quarterback and pace's success as a GM. Nick, you said it, his job's on the line and pace's success as a general manager. can be directly correlated with his success with Nagy and Trubisky and pace. I believe he was thinking correctly when he made the move because you have to trust that, he just was blown away by the interview. His gut said, this is your guy. Don't let him get away. And he just made sure that uh, he did what it took to uh, make sure he's here in Chicago. And, uh, you know, hopefully Nagy is the guy to make Trubisky that all pro quarterback that we all believe that he can develop into. So guys, it's time to break out our red pens and uh, hand out some grades for this hire. I know it's early. So this is going to be our initial reaction in terms of comparing the other guys that we could have brought in. And of course, uh, when it's all said and done, we can actually grade his tenure here in Chicago. But uh, Nick, I'm going to go to you first. What kind of grade would you give this uh, right off the bat? So I, you post, post on Twitter, the Twitter poll. I gave it an A. This is still a great hire. He wasn't my top guy, but he has all the credentials. Even though he wasn't a play caller for very long, you see what they did in Kansas City. You see that he's from Andy Reid's coaching tree. I think he's going to be a great head coach. I really do. And, you know, just the system that he's going to bring here, I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give it an A. All right. A for Nick. How about you, B? Are you going to give it an A, or are you going to go with your namesake and give it a B? I'm sticking with my namesake and giving it a B. Uh, you just just the experience is one thing that scares me. Uh, he actually, He's never been a coach despite being at almost all levels. He wasn't in college as a coach, uh, but he started at the very bottom as an intern with the Eagles when Andy Reid was there, and he's worked his way up. So that's kind of close enough for me to call it in the college ranks. Uh, but just the inexperience, uh, we don't know what his leadership is. I think he's going to be able to command the team uh, and be a good leader, uh, but I just got to see it, and I'm going to remain optimistically, optimistically cautious, as you like to say. I think I actually said it backwards, but regardless, <laughs> that's why I'm giving it a B. All right. The question for you, Brandon, just a question about Ryan Pace. Do you trust him? Yeah, I trust him, Pace. Well, then he should have given it an A. I mean, if you trust Ryan Pace, I do, like but... I do, then you got to trust that this is his guy and you got to just, you know, go in, uh, put the blindfold on and just go for it. Give it an A like Nick and I, because I'm there's giving just not much. There's just not much that we know about Nagy. That's the only thing that gives me the I'm giving it a B plus. OK, well, I just, wanted, like, I just wanted to nag on you just a little bit. Oh, okay, I see what you did there. Uh, I, I had a way. I was hoping that one of us would have done at least once in the show. So we're nearing the end. So I wanted to make sure I got, <laughs> got the first there. ever nag joke. I'm sure people are going to be sick of it by the time it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to make sure we don't really do that too much here. But, uh, you know, again, I'm giving this an A because A, I trust Pace uh, that he found his guy. Um, we don't know really what was said in the interview. I wish I was a fly on the wall. I think that would have been a great, uh, <laughs> you know, interview to sit there and just kind of listen to both guys kind of talk football. Um, but it had to be very highly compelling, uh, whatever was said. You know, Nagy's background and resume, it speaks for itself. Like Brandon said uh, during the background on the top of the show, he's a guy that's had to earn his way all the way from the bottom all the way up. Not many guys start at high school and work their way all the way up to be a head coach in the NFL. That's just not how it works anymore. And for him to find a way to do that just kind of speaks volumes of his character, his determination, how much football means to him. 
And for me, that gets me really excited about the hire. So the fact that Pace was just so high on him uh, without much experience in terms of play calling often coordinator at the NFL level, to me, it's enticing. And I think it's going to, he's going to do wonders for Trubisky as well. And of course, the only concern, as we've mentioned, is perhaps the leadership qualities, uh, but we're going to find out soon enough. And Nick, you mentioned the Twitter poll that I did uh, asking Bears fans to grade it. Uh, 50% gave it an A the last time I checked and 43% were giving it a B. So 93% of Bears fans are giving this either an A or a B. I saw 2% gave it a D, which, okay. I mean, they must've been really must be Packers fans. Uh, must have been Packers fans, must have been guys who wanted Josh McDaniels. So, you know, it could have been, you know, either two of those camps. But, guys, that's all I have in my notes regarding Matt Nagy, our 16th head coach of the Chicago Bears. Any final thoughts before we close out the show? Yes. Someone in the comments, I've been waiting for the whole show to say this. Someone <laughs> in the comments said, Bears offense will be so good, Brandon will be excited. And I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. I hope so. <laughs> that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I mean, it takes a lot to get Brandon excited, so uh, <laughs> that's going to be exciting to watch. But uh, B, any final thoughts before I close out? I can't top that comment. So, <laughs> are you excited yet? I am excited. I am ready for this new era to begin. Yeah, we all are. Hey, it's already begun, so don't worry. It'd be just, I can't wait for training camp. I can't wait to see how it all changes under Matt Nagy, the new era here in uh, the, with the Chicago Bears franchise. But that's going to do it for this special episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed listening and that you are ready for this Matt Nagy chapter because it's officially begun. We're going to be back tomorrow as we're going to discuss and analyze Nagy's first press conference as the 16th head coach of our beloved Bears. We're also going to have Aaron Lemming on the show to share his thoughts on the hire. You heard ours today. Now we want to kind of get some other people's opinions to see where uh, everyone's head's kind of at here. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.